This is K-Pop Sunday brought to you by your K-Pop Sundays before you have to go back to work on Monday. We are your hosts, Odar, Min, and JR. Welcome back to the first episode of Season 3, also known as Episode 45. So to start this season off, we're going to be talking about the Idol Group Slam of 2012. Even though there are always a ton of idols that debut every year, 2012 was an especially notable year for the overwhelming number of groups that debuted. We found an article from Star News published on August 26, 2012 that said that the number of idol groups that debuted until August this year has reached 30, the largest number ever, considering that there are less than 15 idol groups that debuted last year, there are concerns of an oversupply. And that's why 2012 is sometimes referred to the year of the idol flood. For this episode, we will be talking about boy groups who emerge from this era. While in the next episode, we'll be talking about the girl groups. As it's now been about 10 years since these groups first appeared to the public, we're going to be discussing a little bit of their journey and their legacy and what happened to them. Just kinda condensed, because there, there was a lot. Right, so before we fully jump in, there are a few groups we will not be featuring because we have discussed them numerous times during the past two seasons of this podcast. These groups are Newest, Vix, and 100%. At some point, we're hoping to do a deep dive on all of these guys, but if you have one in particular that you'd like to see, let us know and we'll put them on the schedule for a future season. Today, we'll be looking at six groups and their legacies. Let's start with the first group. Oldar, begin. The first boy group to debut in 2012 that we will be discussing is BAP, short for Best, Absolute, and Perfect. The group lived up to that name as rookies. BAP was made up of six members, Yongguk, Himchan, Daehyun, Yongjae, Jonggup, and Jello. Leading up to their debut, the group became known through their show, Ta-da, it's BAP. The members were introduced as well as the group greeting and the group concept. The show stated that the members were from Planet Mato, which was the home planet of a civilization of highly advanced alien rabbits known as Motokis. Each member had his own Motoki to represent him, and from then on, Motokis were BAP's mascot. In contrast to the peaceful Matokis, the group's debut track and concept were that of Warriors. On January 27, 2012, BAP debuted with the song Warrior. It's a powerful track that grabs your attention. The lyrics are about emboldening the listener to fight, and the eye-catching choreography includes moves like stomping and the two youngest members, Jello and Jonggup, throwing punches at each other. Warrior made a strong impression on the public, and BAP's debut is considered to be one of the strongest debuts in K-pop history to date. BAP is known for being strong. In the early years, they showed their strength through their music and choreography that encouraged their fans, known as babies, short for baby always behind you, to stand up either for themselves or against injustice. However, they eventually came to be known for a different kind of strength. Over time, the public became aware of the group's struggle with their company, TS Entertainment, as well as the group's physical and mental health that resulted from TS's actions. They filed a lawsuit against the company, but later dropped it and finished their contracts. From this, their music gradually came to be geared towards acknowledging their situation and using that to comfort fans who had similar struggles. This brings us to the music itself. Like most artists in this episode, BAP released many memorable songs, but here are a few of their most well-known ones. Aside from Warrior, Chonsa, which is stylized as 1004, Angel in parentheses, as Chonsa means both words in Korean. 
and it's popular as it was their first win and is quite beautiful. However, One Shot is their most popular music video on YouTube because it's very visually impressive from the choreography to the storyline. And the final track that's very popular with fans is Wake Me Up, which has the most streams on Spotify from their entire discography due to its message resonating with fans. However, my favorite song of theirs is Honeymoon because it has a message that they're going to be okay and they came out victorious against TS and their various mental and physical health problems. So what is BAP doing 10 years later? Well, they disbanded in 2019 after the final members left the company, which fans cheered for because they were finally away from TS. After BAP disbanded, the members all started solo careers and spread out beyond idle life. For instance, Jay branched out into acting, while Himchon branched out into prison, although he might be out by the time this episode is released. However, the members and their fans hope to reunite at some point in the future. Anyone want to comment? <laughs> I would probably just say that I really like BAP's music. I had a good few months a few years back when I would like only listen to their stuff. So voice Same. message and coffee shop and rain are probably my favorites from them. Yeah, they I had a hard time picking stuff. my favorite. Mm -hmm. exactly they had such good stuff and i was like okay i think honeymoon's my favorite but i really like warrior but i really like one shot but i really like coma <laughs> but i really exactly like... <laughs> bap is one of those groups where like since the beginning they've had good music like mm -hmm. th there's a couple of groups where they'd never want their debut song or promotions to be mentioned because they're so awful bap is the exact opposite of that it's like that's i think their debut is one of their most memorable things aside from the lawsuit and how they ended yeah. their time as a group so which is impressive what about you men you have a favorite of theirs i also really like bap's music so it's hard to pick a favorite probably that's my jam Ooh, that's their yeah. best song that's good yeah i love that totally one. agree with you yeah. so jr who's the next person we want to talk about all right, the next group we are going to talk about is EXO. The boy band at one time consisted of 12 members, those being Suho, Zumin, Chen, Dio, Sehun, Kai, Baekhyun, Chanyol, Lei, Chris, Luhan, and Tao. Now, before going on, I just wanted to mention that Chris, Luhan, and Tao left pretty close to debut, so I won't really be bringing them up later on, but... Chris and Luhan left in 2014, while Tao departed in 2015. All three of them have been very active in China. Their fandom name is XOL, and their group color is Cosmic Latte, which is beige, and we've discussed this amongst ourselves quite a few times at this point. It's a pretty boring color. Especially for EXO as a group. You'd think they'd have something a bit more flashy. Well, when you hear cosmic, you think of multiple colors, you know? And that is true. Even though it's latte, like... Cosmic Latte sounds like something you'd get from Mega Coffee. Like, just some <laughs> abomination. that uh, Just like sugar and caffeine. So I expected it to be something more exciting, because, you know, it's XO. They're very mm -hmm. colorful. So I was just like, beige? <laughs> Somebody's a coffee addict. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the members? I don't know. Anyway, the group debuted on April 8th, 2012 with the title track, Mama, an orchestral and cinematic song that ushers viewers into the world of EXO. So there's two versions of this song. The one I have linked is version two, and the video mainly focuses on EXO-K, 
but there is a thread that connects them to the other world of XOM. Let me explain that a little bit more in this next section, which is about the debut concept. So SM Entertainment had a dual country strategy in place for the debut concept of EXO. They were to be divided into two units, XOK and XOM. The K group was made of six Korean members that sang primarily in Korean, while the M group was made up of four Chinese members and two Korean members. The two groups did come together for a handful of releases, but otherwise they were separated, both by language and by content. This was a way to cater to both the Korean and Chinese audiences. Prior to debut, teasers were released featuring each member, introducing them and their individual quote-unquote powers. For example, Suho's power is water, Baekhyun's is light, and Sehun's is wind. The group is made up of aliens that have come to this world to make it better. While the alien concept has been toned down in recent years, it has still shown its face in various songs like Overdose, Power, and Obsession. While they were initially thought of as a flop, EXO absolutely skyrocketed around mid-2013 due to the success of Growl. As opposed to their other releases, for instance Wolf or Mama, this track was more simple and didn't have a strong concept. The song was catchy and the video was praised for being filmed in one take. From there, their upward trajectory continued with multiple members gaining recognition for their incredible vocals, sharp dancing, good reality show presence, and impressive acting skills. Following this boom, the aforementioned members departed and XOK and M morphed into a single group. Some well-known tracks are Growl, as I already mentioned, Love Me Right, and Monster. These, of course, are only a few, but for the most part, whenever they release a track, it immediately is praised by both fans and critics alike. My personal favorite is probably Power, which I have talked about briefly in past episodes, so I won't go into it here, but really they have quite a solid discography across the board. So what is the group doing now? For the past few years, they have been largely inactive as many of the members have chosen to enlist in the military, some even before their mandated time. We're looking at you, Dio. There is still a couple of members left to do their service, namely Kai and Sehun, who make up the Maknae line, so it will likely be some time before we see a complete comeback. Lei has been in China since 2016 and has almost exclusively promoted outside of EXO since then. There are a few reasons for this. One is that being a member of this group means his star power is off the charts and allows him to have solo schedules back to back. However, there is also a political reason. In August of 2016, the United States put a missile defense system, also known as THAAD, in South Korea. This was not taken well by China, and one of their ways to retaliate was to hamper K-pop exports. Thankfully, Lei was able to participate in the title track of the 2018 Don't Mess Up My Tempo comeback, and there is also evidence that the members are still in close contact. We hope for the day when Lei is back to being a full-time member of the group. However, on the group's 10-year anniversary of this year, Lei announced his departure from SM Entertainment, though at the moment, his status in the group is unknown. If there's any changes between now and when this episode goes up, I will have a note stating otherwise. In 2020, member Chen announced that his girlfriend was pregnant and that he would be getting married. This of course caused an uproar because XOLs are a very protective fandom, to put it nicely. Though I do want to point out, others were incredibly supportive and dubbed the child a princess even before her birth. Chen enlisted at the end of 2020, and then just a few months ago in January of 2022, he welcomed a second child into the world. Various members have taken this time off to release solo albums. Some of these include Suho, Dio, Kai, and Baekhyun. I highly recommend checking them out because they all have different vibes, but Dio's empathy is my favorite personally. Overall, EXO was the harbinger of a new age of K-pop on both the domestic and international stage, even if it did take some time to get there. 
Do you guys have any favorites that you want to mention before we go on to the next group? I really like Exos Tempo. That was actually the first track that got me interested in learning about the group. Like, I remember them at debut and I was listening to them. Like, long time, had a lot of their music, but I didn't really get into them and care about their personalities until Tempo came out. And then I did a giant deep dive. Like, I'm a big fan of Exo Next Door. I love that. Mm, I wish that they had a second season. Usually, like, with writing for those kind of shows, it's pretty cringy. Like, it did have its moments, but it was pretty fun more than anything else. Like, when I think about that drama, I think about Dio shutting the blinds while waving at the person (laughs) who's trying to spy on Exo. Or, like, the side plot with Sehun and the main character's brother. And I just think of it as being funny, and I just wish that we got that again. So maybe, well, I think they're at the point where they wouldn't do something like that, unfortunately, because I miss the cringe. Like, and it was well-written cringe. That's what I, that's what I Yeah, they were good at the cringe. It was fun. It was fun cringe, which that's very hard to pull off, because there are some dramas that were done by idols where it's like, that was like idol group dramas. It's like, I cannot watch this. This is awful. (laughs) But Exo Next Door is not that. Exo Next Door is fun. And then I also liked Dio in 100 Days My Prince, that drama. He's not my favorite member. That is still Schumann. But if I were to rank the members, that shot him up to be one of my favorites mm-hmm. because he was so good in that. Yeah, Dio is an incredible actor. I don't think I've seen anything of his that I disliked. I didn't finish that drama, ironically. All of, oh, He's just such good. a good actor. Swing Kids is a movie that I recommend to anyone. Who wants to watch it? You got to see that? Yeah. Oh, I it. wanted to see that, but I hadn't seen it. It was yeah. so good. We need to watch it. was so good. Okay, we need to watch that. I want to watch that. Yeah. What about you, Min? You have any favorites? My favorite EXO song would probably be Dancing King. Because it's <gasps> yes. amazing. Dancing King is like one of their most underrated tracks because it was kind of like a jokey thing, but it's actually a really good song. <laughs> They get involved yeah. in the weirdest jokey stuff. Like, they also had that one thing with Ryan Reynolds. Like, mm, mm-hmm. because of, I think they're, one of their nicknames is the Nation's Pick. <laughs> and they just get themselves involved in, like, the weirdest things. That it's like, oh, EXO showed up to that? how did they get there? It's great. Yeah. All good ones. All good ones. We should make a Spotify playlist of all our picks. Spotify playlist in the description notes. <laughs> all right, men, why don't you take us to our third boy group of the episode thunder wow that was quite loud can't do much about that so let's talk about one of the smaller groups on today's roster i'll be talking about tasty which is a duo from Wulem entertainment who consisted of the brothers derion and soryong who are most well known for being twins from china Before their official debut, their company labeled them as Asia's number one performance duo because they've had a lot of experience as backup dancers and the media called them Woolem's secret weapon and mammoth rookies. So the expectations for their debut was really high. Finally, on August 9th, 2012, they debuted with the song You Know Me. The music video is very simple and focuses mainly on the duo's dancing in a plain room. And since the release was so performance-based, they didn't really have a debut concept in the way that groups have very set concepts now. (laughs) It was all about the dance, and they're very talented dancers, and you can see that they've been dancing for many years. 
But back to their music. Their most well-known track is probably their debut song, You Know Me. But their follow-up release, Mama Ma, charted way higher than You Know Me ever did. So the group didn't really release a lot more Korean songs after this. Ten years later, the duo is still kind of active. However, they're not with Woolum Entertainment anymore. And they've also changed their name to Hanch Brothers in 2016. Went back to China, released music there, and so far the newest music release I could find from them came out in 2019. So, maybe? Maybe not. I don't know. Let's talk about a group that I think you guys will be a little bit more familiar with than Tasty. <laughs> no discussion on Tasty because I'm pretty sure neither of you have any. <laughs> I, yeah, I know of them. I just, I don't think I've ever heard their music. Also, their name is terrible. I, I don't like Tasty as a name. <laughs> no, it, it was so sad. They had so much potential and William was like, yeah, let's not. And that's the end of the story of the group, which is very sad. Oh, Willem. Yeah. Moving on, let's talk about the next group to debut. On March 21st, 2012, B2B debuted from Cube Entertainment with the song Insane. B2B is short for Born to Beat. The name was meant to signify that the group had aspirations to present music that would win over fans with their beautiful vocals and melodies. At debut, the seven members were Unkwang, Minhyuk, Hyunchik, Changseob, Peniel, Ilhun, and Sungjae. Their debut concept doesn't exactly fit the expected use of the word. Instead of being cute or fresh, their debut concept was basically just being good singers and living up to the name Born to Beat. That has pretty much been their concept ever since, with smaller themes for each comeback. Aside from great vocals, the group is well known for being very out of the box. For example, they are known for their hilarious red carpet poses like the Human Pyramid and recreating Michelangelo's painting, The Creation of Adam. They have a substantial discography, so they have quite a few beloved tracks. Among those are Wow, which has the most views on YouTube and is their most popular track on iTunes, Pray is also beloved, and Missing You has the most Spotify streams. Nonetheless, my favorite song of theirs is Irresistible Lips because it was the first song of theirs that I heard, and I love how the vocal line and the rap line mesh together. Ten years after their debut, they're still going. The final members returned from the military last year, and the group is promoting together again. Aside from group activities and songwriting, the members have pursued different interests. For instance, Sung Jae has been an actor in many dramas, and Unkwang is on Cube Entertainment's board of directors. However, Ilhun left at the end of 2020 after it became public that he was charged with habitual drug possession and drug use. B2B really lived up to their name, and we wish them many more years together. So what do you guys like about B2B? I like a lot about B2B. I don't know if I mentioned this before, but Peniel, I, w- I remember I was watching one of his vlogs. He had come to America, and I was like, man, his surroundings look so familiar. Turns out it <laughs> was my local mall, because his family lives quite close to where I used to live. Have I ever crossed paths with him or any of the members of B2B? No, unfortunately. Tragic. But I don't know. Anytime a member is from, any member of any group is from Illinois, I'm like, immediate kinship. (laughs) But anyway, 
One of my favorite songs of theirs is Confession Song. I think it's called. They just it just has a really really adorable music video with and they're all in pajamas and they're looking cute. Prey is another one I really like. I think they have a song called Zombie. Am I crazy? I think they have a yeah, song called they Zombie. Do, they have one. They have Yeah, one okay. Zombie, yeah. yeah. I really like that one. They just they have a lot of really good songs, a really a lot of really good ballads, but they also do more upbeat songs well too. So I think they're a very diverse group. Not for me. Just not. <laughs> I respect them, but it's just not my vibe. Never been. Probably won't be. But I respect them. I mean, the self-proclaimed ballad hater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she is. Have either of you watched their performance of Stray Kids' Backdoor? Yes, I have. Yes. I love that. <laughs> It's had a very different take, I felt like, as a cover, but I really liked it. Yeah, they had a lot of good stuff on the second season of Kingdom. Yeah. I personally like Unkwong the best, just because him and Minhook, just like their relation to Vix, I mm-hmm. think that they're kind of interesting people. See, Ilhun, this hurt me so much that he left. He's probably he one my of my fav- favorite yeah. rappers in all of K-pop. I yeah. think his voice, his flow, everything was so good he was like made to be an idol rapper well especially with his solo song now she's gone like it was so good because there's some rappers who like they can't hold a whole song by themselves but he did it so effortlessly and also Mm -hmm. how like he dealt with choreography where it was like just the people who were in the music video who were doing it not him that was really interesting like it was just so cool it's too early to tell though because like he just got charged and there's like a whole back and forth going at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that maybe in like 20 years, he'll get to perform with them again. They're a, quite a close knit group. So I wouldn't be surprised if one day something like that happens. Also depends on the fans too. Cause like there's some fans who are like, no, we drop them. We will not discuss them yeah. again. The thing is, I'm pretty sure it was marijuana, correct? Yes. So, I think it's also dependent on like how the public perception of marijuana changes because I'm not saying that South Korea is going to change their mind anytime soon, but I feel like it's becoming less and less taboo with each year. So we'll see. We'll see how the times change. Well, especially because there's been a couple of idols who've been caught with it who came back eventually. Oh, yeah. But more solo than... Yeah, which if he comes back as a solo artist only, I would be very happy. We win either way. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh. To wrap up this section, B2B lived up to their name and we wish them many more years together. But what about our next group? Yes, the next group we're talking about is CrossGene. There have been seven members of the group altogether, but they originally debuted with only six. Those members are Shin, who was the leader, Sangmin, Yongsuk, Takuya, Casper, JG, and Seung. I do want to mention, though, that Takuya, Casper, JG, and Seung all left at different points during the group's career. Their fandom name is Candy, and unfortunately, they don't have a group color. They debuted on June 11, 2012, with the title track Ladi Dadi, and it gained a lot of press recognition for its choreography, which featured the members sitting on cushions. <laughs> Oh, so fun. So I feel like CrossGene didn't truly have a debut concept. Each member did depict a gene, gene being spelled G-E-N-E, 
For example, Shin was the fresh gene, spelled P-H instead of with an F. Takuya was the gorgeous gene, and Seung was the miracle gene. However, this was not really a big part of their debut music video, nor did it really continue into their other releases. The group was well known for their multinational members, including Japanese and Chinese members. Side note, if you see articles saying that Takuya is the first fully Japanese idol, just know that that is not true. There was one member of a 90s group named Circle called Yuka that holds that title. A lot of misinformation, just do your research. There might even be someone before her. That's true. Because that's just the oldest back we know. And mm -hmm. we've asked this with other people who do first gen. And we on Earth groups, sometimes words like, wow, there's none of this information in English. No wonder nobody knew about this. But at the same time, though, there's just some people who want to have, you know, give their current fave that title, even though they shouldn't yeah. have it. But I feel like when I've been looking through Korean media, they're better about sourcing. This is not the first. This is just mm -hmm. the first in a while. Right, right. So probably a problem more with english media yes i will say it that is with all those articles were english if i remember correctly so that's the thing that is what we are here for we want to make sure that western media does not get away with this misinformation they've gone away with so much i know we need to crack down on them so both of the Chinese members and the Japanese member of CrossGene have since left the group. Another reason that they are kind of, they're known. They're not, I wouldn't say CrossGene is well-known. But Shin is one of the more well-known members because he, as the visual, has been in a handful of K-dramas that have done well, including Legend of the Blue Sea and Love Affairs in the Afternoon. I think he's a pretty good actor, so he, he deserves the recognition. Their most well-known tracks by far are Play With Me and Black or White. Both are highly conceptual and lean on psychological aspects and also slightly horror, which I think is why they are their more well-known ones because that's not especially common in K-pop. But my personal favorite track is probably Hey You Nuna, which was one of the first songs of theirs that I heard. I think I actually first saw them on like After School Club. After School Club, was that the name of the show? That show no. that aired years ago i think it's still airing i don't know but yeah they were on that show and they were promoting this song and i am definitely not <laughs> older than any of these men but it is one of the catchiest k-pop songs ever in my opinion even though i don't love the rap section the chorus is just super catchy so what is the group doing now all of the current members those being shin sangmin and yongsuk are enlisted in the military and will be discharged soon they are still technically in cross gene Overall, since the group focused so much on their overseas schedules, they were unable to form a solid fan base in any of the countries that they ended up promoting in. While they are still a group, they are fairly inactive because of their military service. But regardless, we hope the best for them and that a comeback will happen in the future. Do you guys know their music at all? I know they're one of the more unknown groups in this episode. I used to listen to them so much oh, when yeah? Play With Me first dropped. It's a good song. It's a good song. It's super catchy. They have really catchy music. They did. I know that we've done a ton of posts about them on K-pop of the day. So I do recognize these songs. So mm -hmm. it's like, oh yeah, Black or White. I remember listening to that and Play With Me. We listened to that. <laughs> so we uh, remember them very well. <laughs> even if I think this is the first time we've ever talked about them in the podcast, mm -hmm. even though we've talked about them on our blogs. Yeah. 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 And anyone who has seen a K-Will weekly 
music chart have heard play with me because that's the intro song that they've been using for that chart for years now. (laughs) That's great. Shall we jump over to another group that is fairly unknown? The final group. The final group of the It's not known to us. It's just everyone else. (laughs) These are all groups, by the way, that for those of you who don't know, that we have covered... We have a we used to have a separate blog that was called K-pop of the Day on Tumblr where we would just go through songs in the past and make posts about them and talk about their discography. So all of these artists like we were quite familiar with when we put this episode together, but mm-hmm. I don't think we really have had an opportunity to talk about them at length during in any way. This yeah. podcast, yeah. They might be unknown to you, but we this is not new for us. <laughs> they are known and loved in smaller circles. <laughs> All right, men, give it to us. Give us the final group. Yes. So the final group is probably one of my favorite groups that we've been talking about today, actually. And that is 24K or 24K. Do they have other ways to say their name? Probably, but I don't know them, so who cares? (laughs) They debuted with a very manly and hardcore concept on September 6th of 2012 with the song Hurry Up which personally took me so long to realize was their debut song because I'd only seen one of their busking videos of them dancing to hurry up in the streets of Seoul and I was like, oh dude, that's a cool performance video and then I was like, oh no wait, no wait, this song has a music video? (laughs) Ah. Anyway, at the beginning of the group's existence, the members were Sokjun, Seungho, Kori, and Kisu. Unfortunately, 24K is very well known for swapping out a lot of members, (laughs) because their company is kind of trash. As of this episode, there has been a total of 17 different people in this group. I did not know that. So they're close again on being 24K people. (laughs) Wait, that's kind of funny. They're close again on being 24 people. (laughs) Seven more to go and then they get a prize. They get a discount. Yeah. Aside from that, they're also very well known for their song Superfly, because it kind of became a meme (laughs) after a while, but it's great though. Mm -hmm. And my favorite song from the group is You Are So Cute, which I'm pretty sure I have mentioned before. Yes. And if I have not mentioned it before, it is on our Instagram, in one of our Instagram videos. So, should look for that. (laughs) Uh, 10 years later, 24K, still technically active. But their current lineup consists of Chansun, Ki-young, Im-chan, Shi-woo, and Young-wong, who is the group's newest member, who actually joined in late 2020. So that's very recently. But this means that none of the original lineup of 24K is still in the group. <laughs> I blame the company. Their newest release as of recording this episode was a digital single in 2021 called Welcome to Main Street. So that's what they're doing now. As for the original members, most of them went into the void and we don't actually know what happened. However, Corey ended up as a producer and solo singer while Kizu went on to be a teacher at a dance academy. So that's pretty much where 24K is now. What do you guys think about 24K? Okay, go. They, like you said, they've had a lot of different, they've had a lot of different sounds. Yeah. I know Superfly, but the song I really like of theirs is still 24K. I don't know why I like it so much. Yes. It's just, it's really catchy. And I feel like it's pretty, it it's pretty different than 
the your usual k-pop song i feel like mm. it goes a little harder <laughs> i don't even know what the what the lineup was during that song because i did not realize they had 17 members throughout the group's career that's crazy yeah. but yeah they've had some good stuff personally i've listened to you're so cute and hurry up and superfly so many times because of men <laughs> so it's etched into my brain if you try to forget them you will not <laughs> but i personally this is very unlikely i think it would be hilarious if at some point the group departs from the company and then they all reunite all like, the members all 17 members <laughs> Like, that's what happened to Turbo, of course, but that's only three members. But I think it would be hilarious if they did that. That would be that's so my I'm not sure all of them have met each other, even. I know. That's what makes it even weirder. That's why I want it even more. I need to see a member yeah. timeline to see, like, who overlaps where. Yeah. Yeah, but it's so spaced out at this point. It would still be hilarious yeah. if they could... If they did that and pulled it off. That would... Mm. It's so unlikely, but I think it would be wonderful. But yeah, that was pretty much it for the groups that we wanted to talk about today. There are obviously more than these groups that debuted in 2012. We don't have time to go into depth about all of them, obviously, but we do have an episode on Sea Clown coming out next month. The last of the boy groups who debuted in 2012 were Mr. Master, Wonder Boys, 2Bic, A-Chain, Ajax, A-Prince, Big Star, JJ Project, and the CL5 subunit. Woo. Woo. In our script, we have a list at the bottom, which includes indie artists and solo artists that also debuted then. So please check it out because we really try to list as many as we could find. So if we miss something, let us know. We really try to be exhaustive with this. To wrap up, 2012 was a big year for boy group debuts. Even though there were many groups that appeared that year, they all have diverse legacies and discographies. As this was just a cursory look through the last 10 years, we hope to go into them more in depth at a future date. However, that's it for today. GR, take it away. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, then please make sure to rate, subscribe, follow, and tell your friends about us. If you want to interact with us or just see more of our content, then you can follow us on Twitter at kpopsunbays or on our other social media platforms, which will be linked in the description. Also, don't forget that our next episode comes out on July 17th, 2022. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Annyeong. <laughs>